Hello everyone and welcome to episode 70 of the Foo for Thought podcast. And I, I nailed the intro. <laughs> yes, I did you did. It. D- did you notice I went slower? Yes, you did. Yeah, yes. you didn't try to rush it out. I didn't. I went slower than usual and it worked. So that's what I'm going to do every week. So we have good news and we have bad news. The good news is you may have just heard our fantastic new intro music. Uh, that is courtesy of the amazing producer supreme, Eloquent. If you haven't checked out Eloquent's music please do so yes he's indeed a, yeah he's a dope hip-hop producer uh, makes a lot of instrumental stuff um i will i've never done this before but in the episode description i'll put a link to his band camp we'll try that i don't even know what a band camp is no i'm so. saying words i don't really know but I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna try and put them in there uh but yes eloquent kindly provided us uh with theme music which we're gonna use going forward so it's very exciting yes and someone made music for us oh it was already existing okay he, he didn't actually well, make music oh. it, yeah he just let us use one of his tracks slightly less special i know i know <laughs> just kidding yeah. just kidding very grateful yes um the bad news is you may have noticed already the bad news mm-hmm. and that is we do not have cyrus this no. week um there were some complications with timing and whatnot and unfortunately cyrus isn't going to be able to make it this week uh we were going to do our best to make the episode good um energy that's right let's get some pep in our step baby um i was gonna say something and it's gone uh <laughs> yeah so the episode also might be shorter than usual the reason for that is because some of the listener questions um i'd rather keep for when cyrus is here okay. so some listener questions we will not use um but let's go ahead and jump into the podcast let's hit it um for those of you that don't know this week we are covering the 2010 movie wait are we gonna skip over the bit where we talk about like things that we've watched or anything like that no oh okay you just hadn't gotten there yet i'm gone there my bad I got a format. Come on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I got production notes. My bad. Am I a producer? Am I a podcast producer? I don't know. What are the what are the qualifications? Someone who produces a podcast. <laughs> then yes. Yes, Great. you are. Yeah, I think I am. I don't think I can put it on my resume, but I think <laughs> I am. Um anyway, 2010's 13 Assassins is what we're going to be discussing, and we will get to that shortly. Um but we're going to talk about what we've been watching. Obviously, what we're watching is kind of not a surprise to each other. <laughs> but let's go ahead and tell the audience yeah. what we've been watching. Yeah. Am I starting? Do you want me to start? I can go. Go on. We just finished Reacher. That's right. On uh, Prime. Prime Video. Yeah. And it's dope. It's good, isn't it? Reacher is dope. It's it's. You've used this phrase. What I think you said it like before uh, on Instagram. Like just no muss, no fuss. I use the the phrase no nonsense. No same nonsense. Thing. Same thing. Go. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like a straight up, just like uh, like mystery. Yeah. Like crime mystery. Crime thriller. Yeah. yeah. And 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 beating people up. And <laughs> it's good. It's great. Yeah. That exactly that. It's it's a man the size of a large wardrobe. <laughs> Uh, beating the piss out of people while trying to solve a mystery. Yeah, and I like how they they talk about his size in the series. Throughout it's it. hysterical. Do you know what I said on Twitter? What? Uh, now that Arnold Schwarzenegger is getting a bit old, I think that he could hand off the Terminator to this dude. True. He'd make a good Terminator, he would right? Make a good Terminator. He's a big boy. Yeah, he is. Very big boy. I mean, we were familiar with him from Titans. Yes, he played Hawk in Titans. Yeah. Um. 
no spoilers here, but he no longer plays Hawk in Titans. <laughs> um, gentlemen, please stay aware that um, there are, I think, at least two shower scenes in this where this gentleman rubs his body down. <laughs> and if you are sat next to your wife or significant other while watching that, you might feel a bit inadequate. <laughs> I certainly did. Not only is he a big dude, but he's fucking chiseled. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's got a... Is he a handsome man? Do you, would I think you he's say? a handsome man, absolutely. Yeah, I, I did wonder that. I wasn't I wasn't quite sure. We do get some boobs, though. We got a brief, brief shot of boobs, so it kind of counterbalances things. <laughs> But that man is a, uh, yes, he's a Greek god. He is. Yeah. Um, Reach is fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. It's eight episodes. Very easy to binge. We binged it. Yeah. Uh, got through it very quickly. And surprisingly, the fight scenes in it are excellent. I mean, the style that they use. I put. I also put on Twitter that if you drink, if you make this show a drinking game, and you drink every time someone gets headbutted, <laughs> your liver will explode. Yeah. Um, but the really grimy fights, very brutal, very like powerful hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, really, really good show. I really hope it gets a second season. Absolutely, I think yeah. it will. Me too. Me too. Um, it's it's being talked about so much that I think I think it will definitely get a second season. Uh, what else have we watched? Continuing Peacemaker. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Also still fucking flames. I forgot about Peacemaker. It's, yeah, it's so good. It's just, it, I said it before, it just walks this nice line between like genuinely good superhero show and then flat out great comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, don't know if that'll get a second season. Not sure about that. It may just be a one-off. Uh, James Gunn has said that he will be doing another tv series for hbo that is related to the suicide squad hmm. but it will not be peacemaker okay and this will be after guardians of the galaxy 3 which he's currently shooting okay yeah um a few things i've been watching uh i well, i'll go through one and then i'll go through the other well firstly i watched mission impossible 2 with thomas cruise and directed by jonathan Wu. and i tell you what that film is not good <laughs> but there is a but it it's a very messy film where in the la- what happened what it feels like i know everyone's seen this so i don't even know why i'm reviewing it but what it feels like is the studio said to john woo nah we you need to rein yourself in we're not gonna have you do all your john wooey stuff we want a straight up spy thriller let's do it and then in the last 20 minutes, they went, okay, John, just do what you want. And the last 20 minutes is fucking amazing. And the rest <laughs> of it isn't very good. And then I found out that the original version, John Woo's original version, is three hours long. Christ. And it has way more action in it. And it's definitely closer to John Woo's actual vision. Um, but that version cannot be found anywhere. Apparently, there was a bootleg VHS of it, like back in the day, but no one can find it. <laughs> um, I would have liked to have seen that. Because yeah, that's not my... F- yeah, it's the worst out of all of them. Uh, I don't remember the first one, but uh, I would agree with you. The The second one's certainly the worst out of the ones I remember. Uh, what else did I watch? Um, I watched, <laughs> I don't know whether anyone has any interest in this, but um, I, I'm trying to watch a lot of South Korean cinema at the moment um, just because I'm into it. They typically make good films. And I delved into South Korean horror recently with a film called hope i pronounce this right i think it's go no gonjiam gonjiam haunted asylum which sounds ridiculous but it's a found footage film from south korea i watched it with the lights off 
and a little bit, a little bit of poo came out. <laughs> um, it's a terrifying film. It's very scary. Is it? Yeah, I was really shocked. Um, there were ghosts. There were ghosts. Okay. Yeah, and there's a scene in it that is one of the most tense scenes I've seen in a long, long time. Um, yeah, for those of you that like found footage films or just like horror in general, try this one out. Yeah, Gojiam Haunted Asylum. Oh, Gonjiam, sorry. Um, and then I've been watching a lot of lot lower. Sorry, I've been watching a lot of samurai films lately. Um, I'm trying to get into samurai films, which you know, Thirteen Assassins is. Right. Yeah. Um, I watched. See, and I, I didn't like Seven Samurai. I mean, I know that's blasphemy, but you know, I didn't. That's just me. But I decided to try Yojimbo. And Yojimbo, I fucking loved. It's such a good film. Five out of five. Loved it. If you haven't seen Yojimbo, watch it. So then I bought Sword of Doom. And I'm basically going on a little little uh, wander through Samurai Land. And I'm enjoying it. Good. Um, do you know what? I, I never used to watch films like that came out prior to 19... 19- like, I barely watch 1960s films. Mm-hmm. I'm usually a 1970s guy. Well, like, nothing before 1970s. These are from 50s and 60s. They're really good. Really? Really enjoying them. Yeah. Um, I also, I'm not going to talk about this much, but I also bought Sex and Zen. And I watched Sex and Zen, <laughs> which was a good time. Uh-huh. A very good time. If no one's uh, familiar with Sex and Zen, it's a, it's a Hong Kong Cat 3 film, which basically means it's, it's the uh, Hong Kong equivalent of NC-17 in the US. And um, it's a saucy film, but it's wild. Not wild as in, like, perverted. Just good. F- it's very silly, very daft, um, very, like, saucy, but not sexy. Um, yeah, so, like, my... So, I came home from work, and... Um, Sean was on the couch, and that blu-ray was on the couch and on the cover <laughs> is like ladies with their boobs out so of course yeah. i'm just like why'd you buy porn yes. <laughs> and yes and then he explains to me what the movie is and i was just like meh fine yeah it's, i won't be watching that no i am no. yeah i'm not a I'm, oh you would have hated it yeah you would have hated it i'm not no, a cat three girl not only is it like not only is there a lot of nudity namely female nudity but you would not appreciate the humor. Yeah. Like, the humor is very bawdy, sexy humor. Not sexy, sex-based humor. And I don't think you'd enjoy it. Um, but I did watch it. I had a grand old time with it. I loved it. <laughs> I've never seen it uncut before, so seeing it uncut was very interesting. Um, I had a good time. I thought it was great. Um, and then I think we've just got two announcements, three announcements. We watched The Grudge. Oh, we watched The Grudge last I'd, night. I'd never seen it before. No, the Sarah Michelle uh, Geller Grudge. Yeah. Um, I will say, her acting, it's not great. <laughs> not great. Uh, but you enjoyed it, right? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, there were a few little a few little jumps, but yeah, nothing nothing terrible. Uh, <laughs> that's my grudge impression. Yeah. Uh, it holds up, I think. I think some of the scares don't, um, namely because of like special effects issues. Mm-hmm. But I think most of the scares hold up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so I've got a few announcements. Uh, one I should have announced last episode, but I forgot. And that is uh, the announcement of the Raid remake. Uh, the Raid is officially getting a remake in the US. And the bad news is uh, the director of The Expendables 3 is directing it. Mm. Um, so no casting yet. 
but it will be getting a remake and it will be set in uh, <sighs> Philadelphia. And um, they're saying it's a reimagining. It's going to be a little bit, a little bit different from the original. <sighs> See, but Gareth Evans is on board. The original director of the Raid is like going to be a producer. Still, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm not too happy about it either. Um, originally, it was meant to be the director of uh, Smoke and Aces directing it, and then it was uh, also meant to be um, Chris and Liam Hems- Hemsworth starring. With Frank Grillo as a bad guy, I think. Hmm. Or maybe, well, I don't know. I can be on board with Chris Evans and I can be on board with Frank Grillo. Chris Hemsworth. Chris, Jesus. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, yes. Yeah, Frank Grillo is great. Um, he should be in more stuff. Yeah. Um, they have officially confirmed it is absolutely 100% official. There will be a Mortal Kombat 2. They announced last week that it will. it is on its way. Uh, not even in early production yet, but there will be one. Uh, so I'm completely indifferent about that. I'm interested to see if they can correct mistakes. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. And I think a lot of people feel the same way. Yeah. If they can make the um, fight scenes better and actually give us a tournament, that would be cool. Yeah. If they can correct some mistakes, then I, I have no problem with that. Yeah. And then the last thing I have, uh, unfortunately, is Rest in Peace Bob Wall. Um, for those of you not familiar with Bob Wall, he played the villainous O'Hara in Enter the Dragon, and he also had a small role in, oh my god, was it Way of the Dragon? Yes, Way of the Dragon. Um, he was a karate champion as well, and like I think he was a student or f- fellow student of Chuck Norris. I don't know an awful lot about him, to be honest. Um, I also heard he's not the nicest guy in the world. Um, but yeah, Bob Wall, a legend, and uh, he passed away last week. I think that's all the announcements I have. Yeah, that's it. All right. Do you want to to get into the film? Let's do it. Okay, so 13 Assassins, directed by the absolutely legend, legendary, sorry, uh, Takashi Miike, starring, I'm going to fuck these up, Koji Koji Yakusho, Takeyuki Yamada, Yasuke Isiya, I'm not, right, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> I've got a few, but what's the point? If I'm going to butcher them, what's the point? Um, so the budget of this film was $6 million, and worldwide it made $18 million. Not great. I thought it would have made more, because it's a, it's a big film. Um, to give you some uh, context, so it made $18.6 million worldwide in a year where Piranha 3D made 83 million dollars jesus the last airbender which everyone says is one of the worst films ever made made 319 million dollars yikes and toy story 3 made 1 billion dollars of course so 13 assassins was obviously nowhere near that yeah um yeah you're not familiar with takashi uh mike i don't think you've ever seen one of his films probably um, not he's pretty well known for making disturbing films or films with pretty shocking imagery well he's made a lot of films he's one of the few directors in the world that have made more than 100 films oh. which is a lot but he's made some really fucked up films in the past um very gory stuff and very like shocking stuff but obviously this is not one of those uh, he's made a bunch of other stuff that is yeah the kind of toned down or not as violent but i don't think you're familiar with any of his stuff no sir all right um 
do you want to give us do you want to give us a um uh you look very uncomfortable Are you all right uh yes you sure yeah 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 you look like i'm you're- just trying to fi- uh uh find a, a comfortable position to stay in do you want to reshuffle I'll probably, I'll probably move in a second no i'm okay okay sorry she looks like she's <laughs> holding her back like an old woman uh do you want to give us a plot breakdown sure go on there's an awful awful dude and uh, see i don't know is he like i was unclear about what his position is like some sort of pos- there's a bad dude in a position of power and some people uh try to kill him and you know what i would anyone out there going god that's not a very good description you are wrong that is an excellent description because th- what the hell Alexa just said, thank you for letting me know. Yeah. What did I let her know? I don't know. Hmm. Ghosts. Ghosts, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Devin uh, summarized the film absolutely perfectly. Yeah. I mean, there is nothing more. There is a little bit more, but... Meh. Yeah, not a lot more. No. Um, but, yeah, you absolutely described it perfectly. Um, so, I think we should obviously just get into your opinions on the film. Obviously, this is a first-time watch for you. We haven't delved into a lot of Japanese cinema. No. Um, We've done some samurai-ish stuff. We did uh, Rurouni Kenshin. Uh, we also did Shogun Assassin. So we've done we've we've kind of dabbled in this area. Although this is a like flat-out samurai film. Right. How did you feel about Thirteen Assassins? Um. <clears throat> It's a good film. Yes. But there's just not a lot to it. Okay. Like, really, the o- the ending is the only exciting part about it. Everything beforehand was just... It's it's a slow... It's a slow burn. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, there wasn't a lot to it. Did I hate it or anything? No. Would I watch it again? No. Okay. All right. That's interesting. All, yeah. But altogether, it's a good film. Just slow. Okay. Um, I thought you were gonna like this one a lot more than that. It's not that I disliked it. No, no, no. It's just, I, I guess, I guess, when it comes to 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 movies for this podcast, I'm used to more action. Yeah, of course. And there most certainly was not enough. Okay. In this, so I was just like, I want some fights. So if you went on Letterboxd right now, um, Letterboxd is a site where you can track your movie you're watching and rate all the movies you watch. What would you give, um, Thirteen Assassins? Three and a half, four. Oh, it's that's not, good. Yeah, it's not a bad film. That's it's good. just slow. Okay, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I, I, I I've gotten yeah. I think I've gotten far used to like fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Packed yeah. full of fights, and yeah. that's what I want, and that's what I enjoy. And I, yeah, for this, like, if you if we were just watching this just on our own, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Okay, but watching it for the podcast was yeah, different. Yeah, I had a different. Ah. Yeah, I have expectations when it comes to movies for this podcast, and I want to see some fights. Ah, okay. I want to see some hand to hand. And then, granted, <laughs> there's you know, of course, there's weapons, there's swordplay. Um, but yeah, I, I for this podcast, I expect more. Got you. So that's why I was that. I that's why I feel very meh towards yeah. it. But not not to say that it's a bad film or what you said about the podcast is very exciting i like the fact that you want more fights and that obviously that makes me very happy because obviously that means you're leaning more towards like kung fu stuff which is kind of my wheelhouse yeah okay um i went on letterboxd last night and i rated this film and i gave it five out of five um i fucking love this film at like 
like really love it. Mm-hmm. I would, I would put this film like I, I, it would be. This sounds ludicrous because it makes it sound shit. But think about what I'm about to say. It would be in my top 100 films of all time. Think about that though. 100 films. No, that's fine. I've seen thousands of yeah. films. This would be in my top 100. Okay. Uh, I absolutely love it. And do you know what? The slow parts, I love. I love it. Um, because if you look at it as... Look look at it within the context of the film. That the first... Let's say the last half an hour is action. Yeah. Um, so the first hour and a half is introducing you to A, the Shogun's brother. Right. And then introducing you to the characters. And I love the fact that the film let introduces you to these guys. Yeah. And you slowly get to know them and get to be like get familiar with them. Yeah. So when the ending comes around, sure. there's more weight to the film. Sure. Because you don't want these guys to die by sure. the end of it. You don't want that. Okay. But I, yeah, I see your point. Right? Um I I like that there's a setup and there's an ending, but the setup is you or the film asking you to get emotionally invested in these characters and to go along with them on their mission, you know? Mm-hmm. And to be like, I want these guys to succeed. I want these guys to, like, just win at yeah. the end. Well, of course, and especially yeah. because the Shogun's brother is Which we're about such to get into. <laughs> a monster. <laughs> so the film starts, firstly, the film starts with light. So can I just say this... Um uh how do you pronounce it how they how the samurais um take their lives what is it the the har um harakiri harakiri yeah gangster it's brutal yeah that's it, a that's a that's a banana's way there's to, a, like kill yourself there's a question that i would like to ask cyrus but cyrus isn't here and i didn't google it because i thought cyrus would have the answer but I don't know the difference between Harakiri and Seppuku. Seppuku and Harakiri seem to be the same thing. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, but I, you're absolutely right. It's like, it's grim. Yeah. It's grim. Yeah. Um, well, he does it in Last Samurai, and we watched Last I Samurai know. recently. I yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, yeah, hell of a way to go. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Harakiri, what, what is it, Devin? Um, basically, the samurai, he takes a knife and stabs it in his gut and brings it across to kill himself spills out all his guts yeah yeah bananas yeah and basically the film opens with that yep that's how it opens <laughs> the film opens with some hurricane actually the film opens with the world's fastest subtitles to start with <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah yeah it basically gives you an intro as to like where we are in the world and like what time period we're in way too fast yeah way too fast to read um luckily you don't really need them because you get the gist yeah so yes um a guy commits harakiri at the start and then you find out that it's basically um the guy was and what what am i trying i'm trying to think of a word it's not ambassador it's damn it i can't think of the word he was the shogun's something yeah advisor advisor thank you that's what i'm thinking of so the harakiri guy is the shogun's advisor who basically helped the shogun um oh no sorry was against the shogun making the shogun's brother like a high-ranking official and because the shogun's brother is a piece of shit and ends up being this high-ranking official the guy commits harakiri in protest basically right um so what exactly and here's my question Mm -hmm. what is a shogun 
Did we ever uh, answer that in previous in our previous samurai films? I'm I'm. This is my idea of a shogun. I haven't looked this up, but uh, president, <laughs> basically. <laughs> is uh, hold it on. because doesn't Alexa? <laughs> what is a shogun? Shogun is a noun meaning the title applied to the chief military commanders from about the 8th century AD to the end of the 12th century. Boom. Oh. Alexa, stop. Chief military advisor. Oh. Okay, that's cool. That helped us. Um, yeah, so... Uh, sorry, I'm trying to find... Uh, yeah, so basically, it, it gets right into the meat of this story, and it begins us on our journey. Um, the Shogun, which is kind of crazy, the Shogun basically tells this guy, hey, my brother is a psychopath. He's crazy. But... I'm not going to fire him. And he goes, can you take care of it? To this guy and like nudges him. It's just like, you know what I mean? Can you take care of it? Yeah. So instead of firing his brother, he basically tells the guy to wink, wink, nudge, nudge, maybe kill my brother. Which is bananas. I mean, like if he's a shogun, clearly he has the power. Yeah. Why can't he could have just saved everyone a fuck ton of yeah. trouble. Just had him kill. Yeah. It's just hot, you know, just, well, just he, fire him. Just yeah. like, oh, you, you don't have this job anymore. Yeah, I'm yeah. like he's if he's like a military head, then he has all these soldiers. Just tell you, just order your soldier, just kill him. Well, there's also a moment like that later on in the film, which which I'll get to. Yeah, um, but it's it's interesting. So um, from then at that point, you know, we find out that the shogun basically wants his brother taken care of, uh, and I mean that in the negative sense. Yeah, and then from there we get introduced to the shogun's brother. Yeah, and basically <laughs> all the horrors that he inflicts upon turns poor out, innocent people he's not a very nice gentleman no he is not he's the fucking worst what, what's with the woman with the black teeth thing is black teeth like a sign a status was, sign see i wasn't sure about that either i was curious about that too i know that was the case in victorian england where like black teeth were a thing and it really? shows you that you're powerful or rich weird i don't okay. know if it was the same in in japan i'm sorry i didn't look that up but so yeah. yeah, so this uh so what was that? That was some other like government like official. Yeah. Uh they were hosting the shogun's brother mm -hmm. and this poor this man's uh basically daughter-in-law uh gets raped by this dude and uh he ends up killing the man's son. Yeah, it's sorry, I was taking a sip of a drink. It's really grim. Basically he this 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 woman is asked to serve the shogun's brother, so she goes to serve the shogun's brother, and he basically doesn't serve let him her. like food or some yeah, shit, food yeah. or drink. Yeah, that's it. And yeah, that that is it. Yeah, not serve as in sexually serve. It would literally just serve him food or drink. The shogun's brother then keeps her in the room and rapes her, and then her husband, husband yeah. goes and finds her in the room, and it's just like, oh, this is terrible. Are you okay? Are you okay to his wife? And gets straight up murdered yep. by the Shogun's brother yep. in front of his wife. Yep. And at that point, you're kind of like, okay, this dude seems like a bad person. Yes. And then the film goes, in hold the, on a second. In the, words, <laughs> in the words of Matthew Lillard from Scream, but wait, there's more. Um, because they don't stop there. Nope. <laughs> and we we fast forward a little bit from um from that scene where he kills uh the the woman's husband. We fast forward back to present time and the the 
the guy hired to find some people who might kill the Shogun's brother finds a samurai and goes to the samurai and says, hey, look, I got a mission for you. Right. We're going to have you kill the Shogun's brother. And the samurai's like, eh, hmm, okay, and he, he thinks about it. So the guy finds an extraordinary way to convince him to do it. Do you want to explain how he does that? Is it that poor woman? It is the poor woman. <sighs> so he finds this, so basically he, f- <sighs> this poor lady. It was very, it was very shocking to see. It's the grimmest scene in the film. Right. So there's, I forget what happens or somehow, I for, or what, I forget how they said this happened or what prompted the Shogun to do this or the Shogun's brother to do this to her. But he finds this poor woman and tells a story about how she, uh, basically, he has her feet and her hands chopped off mm-hmm. and is just like passed around yep. to be like, abused and raped by dudes for as entertainment so you see this woman just like horribly like skinny and emaciated from poor treatment with no with no feet and no hands and yeah and you see it it's like very vivid it's a very vivid image um like they don't fuck around they show you the like what she looks like yeah and then they go have you had enough do you realize that the shogun's brothers fucked up we're gonna give you one more because he asked the the samurai asked her to tell her story basically and her tongue's been cut out as well yeah and she has to write it down with uh, a paintbrush in her mouth yeah and it's like it's gross and not gross but like sad yeah it's, it's a sad horrible scene yeah and um she writes on the uh on the paper something very very important to the film she writes the phrase total massacre Mm-hmm. Um, which we will come back to a little later on. Um, so they go, okay, look, he's killed the husband. He's chopped off the arms and legs of this woman and passed her around like a piece of meat. And he cut out her tongue. Mm-hmm. And they're like, do you see how bad the Shogun's uh, brother is now? And we're like, yes, absolutely. And they say, wait, yeah, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they um basically the shogun's brother has a number of um what are those people are they just like peasants i guess yeah okay a number of and i mean that i don't mean that in a bad way but basically people lower in class to him a bunch of peasant folks on their knees tied up and he's just shooting them with arrows yep and unfortunately one of them is a child yeah and this film does not fuck around. It does not say, oh, hey, he's going to spare the child. He does not spare the child. Yeah, basically, the uh, the Shogun's brother, um, basically, he just says, like, he's better than them. Servants are beneath him. That's their purpose, to yep. Yep. serve and entertain him. And yep. so he can do whatever he wants with them. Yeah. Um, and the Shogun's samurai is there, like his chief samurai. And there's a, there's a brilliant moment of acting in this film um, where he watches the Shogun's brother. I can't remember the Shogun's brother name. I wish I did. But I think it's complicated. I don't know if I'd get it right. He watches him kill all these people with the bow and arrow. And um, you can see... Oh, he, that guy frustrated me. 
Oh, really? Because you can, because he knows this isn't okay. This is what I'm about to talk about. Yeah. Go on. He knows that this is not okay. He knows this is horrible. And what frustrated me so much is, I guess, is a part of the samurai is his sense of like duty or honor. And I was just like, dude, but look at what he's doing. It's the only bit in the film where this, the Shogun samurai does this. He is, I can't remember who he's talking to. And, but he's basically saying he's the Shogun's brother. We have to go along with this. And his eyes, if you look carefully, his it's fantastic acting. His eyes say, this dude's fucked up and I don't want to do this anymore. But his mouth is saying he's the Shogun's brother. We do what we have to do. This is our, you know, he's um, basically samurai. Once you are a samurai with a master, you do not give up that master. You do not walk away from that master. You do everything that master tells you to do. And this samurai is like, I am, this is my honor. I respect the guy. I fully follow what he tells me to do. I don't think he respects him, but I think because he's his yes. ma- Yeah, which is the most fucked up part about it. Yeah, but his eyes, I, I swear to God, his eyes are just like, yeah, I don't want to be here. Yeah, he frustrated me a lot because I know he didn't, but the fact that he still stuck with him to the end is what was... Uh, it was infuriating yep and then basically from there which is like this film again it's so fucking the way it's made is so smart i continue to say it's so smart because it starts off and it says look here's the shogun a shogun's brother he's the worst person in the world and he is the worst person in the world yep then it switches back to the samurai who's been hired to kill the shogun's brother and it's like okay now that we've shown you how bad this guy is, let's start the real journey. And he's going to look for people to help him to kill this dude. And it's really, really fucking cool. Um, the first guy he finds is basically a student, right? Yeah. Um, by the way, this this um, film has so many quotable lines. It's it's awesome. The, the script is fantastic. Um, so it's it's a, a student of the samurai and basically he says and this is a quote he says i've been on the path of the sword for 10 years such a dope line yeah and basically he's long story short he's been on the path of the sword meaning he's become a samurai but he's never been able to use his talents mm. like he's yeah which you know it's honorable they don't believe in like it's not like he's eager to kill or anything but he's he's just like i've been on this journey to become this this warrior right and use me use me as a tool this is what i've been made for so he hires his student um which is great and then uh they do i didn't i get why they did this but basically they add four more people to his group and they're kind of throwaway people, right? Well, yeah. They don't say a lot. They don't do a lot. Well, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they can't focus on yeah, each one many, of them. Yes, yeah. exactly. You can't have like 13 character arcs. Right. Yeah. It's a bit crazy. Um, then they go to another one who is the gambler. Right. The gambler is really important to the film. Um, I think his overarching story is probably the most interesting. Is it overarching or overarching story? I think overarching. Oh, so I got it right. Uh, his overarching story, I think, is one of the most important in the film. I, I think, like, his journey is fantastic. So, essentially, he goes and finds this guy who is a degenerate gambler. Yeah. Safe to say. Yeah. Um, he likes to, he, li- he likes a flutter. Um, do you have that phrase here? It, pertaining to gambling? Yeah. I have never heard it. Okay. Um, he likes to gamble, 
and he likes the ladies. He likes to get the uh, the geishas mm-hmm. and have a good old time with them. And basically, yeah, he's a he's a rich kid who's just got a bunch of money that he's blowing on on you know the uh, the luxuries in life. Right. And um, he is approached by the lead samurai who's been hired to to kill the shogun's brother. Right. And there's this amazing conversation. It's it's so fucking good if you read into it. So basically, they sit down together, and the the lead samurai says, "Look, I've got. I'm making the ultimate gamble. Like I, he doesn't say what he's doing. Right. He doesn't say I'm going to kill the shogun's brother. Right. He goes, I'm making the ultimate gamble, and it either has the biggest payoff of my life, or I don't get a very big payoff at all. Right. Uh, meaning, like, obviously, I either live or I die. And I think the gambler, the degenerate kid, he knows what he's talking about because there's this brilliant conversation about gambling and about betting and about winning or losing. Right. But it's so... I point my notes. It's such a weighted conversation because they each know what each one's talking about. I th- yeah, I think so. But it's masked in this conversation about gambling. Right. I, it's so good. It's so good. If you can, like, if you just take that moment out, like, not out of context, but just take that conversation and just add to it the the meaning of of the Shogun's brother being killed. Oh, it's so good. I loved it. I absolutely love that. Um, and then I'm not sure who the next person is that um oh that's right the the gambler goes back to his is it his wife or his sister uh you may you may not remember. remember there's a there's a great line there um he uh we go back to the gambler and yeah he's either with his wife or sister or, or someone and he basically leaves. He, he picks up his sword and he's uh, going to leave. And his wife or sister, which again, I Did can't remember. Did they specify who she was? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, she says, uh, when will you be back? And he says the great line. And he says, if I'm late, oh, yeah. I'll be at the Festival of the Dead, which is awesome. Yeah. Because it implies I like... I think it, it was just, maybe it was just like the, the geisha that he regularly sees. Oh, was it? Maybe. Okay, I don't. I, I don't honestly know. don't remember. I don't know. Yeah, because they didn't specify who she was. Yeah. Um, and then the big question is: this is this is my question about the gambler. Why does he go? Why does huh. he go on the quest? Huh. He's not. He's not a samurai, or he is a samurai, but he's like a not a very, not a very honorable one. Why does he choose to go? Good question. I guess. For the, I guess maybe the the for the gamble for That's the bet. That's exactly yeah. it. That's what I had. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad yeah. you agree because I put that his like it's the ultimate gamble. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's either there's he'll a massive payoff yeah. and I, I and we get rid of this absolute monster or I lose and I lose my life. Yeah. Go, okay. I'm glad. I'm glad you thought the same thing because I put that in my notes. And I was just like, am I right about that? <laughs> but yes, it's the ultimate gamble. Um. Then they hire a guy who's like an older guy who uh, has a spear. Mm -hmm. And he says a fantastic line as well. They ask him about himself and he literally says, I have no redeeming qualities but my spear. (laughs) That's it, which is fantastic. Um, And he asks for money um, to do this quest, quest, mission. He's the only one that asks for money. Right. And he has, I'm not going to reel it off, but he has a brilliant list of why he wants money. 
and it's fantastic. It's like to pay this debt, to pay this debt. I need to pay for my tombstone, and it's it's just really good, really good list. Um, yeah. So basically, from there we get started, and they they begin they begin that working out where they want to go to do right how are they going to yes. how are they going to kill the shogun's brother exactly and the shogun's brother is on a journey from essentially one town to another town right, right? that's what we know and they they're trying to work out where they're going to ambush him and we get a bit of a montage of them you know doing sword play and right. and then getting maps and looking at maps right. it's a bit of a montage it's cool it's, it's all good and well and then eventually they come to a point where they're just like look this is where we're gonna ambush him um he's gonna come to this village or town well it's more of a village yeah and we're gonna wait for him there and then we're gonna we're gonna have a go at him right and um i think from that point they they hop on their horses right and they just they right head they out. begin their journey to head to this town yes and um they they do a shortcut through essentially the forest right like a mountainous forest yes a mountainous forest and they they head that way and i will stand by this i do not like leeches yeah, I don't like them either. Leeches are fucking gross. There's a scene in this film where basically a guy's covered in leeches. Yeah, I don't like those either. I have not liked leeches since Stand By Me. Yeah, Do you remember when they get covered in leeches and Stand By Me? Yeah, they're yeah. pretty gross. I don't like it. Have you ever had a leech on you? No. No, neither have I. No. I don't think I've ever been in the environment where I'd get a leech yep, on me. me neither. And I hope I never do. Don't want it. Yeah, one leech I could probably handle, but multiple? I don't know. It's, it, it's gross. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, so they head through this forest, and as they're heading through there, they find a guy uh, in a net. He's kind of strung right. he's up like in a, a net. Yeah, he's strung in like this net-type cage type thing. Yes. And um, it turns out he's a hunter. Mm-hmm. He's a... Uh, why is he putting a net? I can't remember. Damn it. Oh, because he slept with some dude's like girlfriend or wife or something <laughs> yes. like that. Yeah. Yes, that's right. He Yeah, he, he slept with a... Yes, exactly that. And basically, they leave him in a net to die, yeah. essentially. Yeah. They string him up. And uh, he is freed by the by the gang of 12 assassins we right. have at the moment. Right. And this guy, is a suit, like, fresh off the bat, he's an unusual fellow. Indeed he's, he, he seems is. a bit eccentric. Yes. Um, but they say... He basically says, hey, I'm going to join you guys. I'll be your guide through the forest. Right. And we never find out why he really joins. Yeah, either. no. Just maybe from East eccentricity is that the word? I guess so. Um, yeah, he just he just joins them basically right. and acts as their guide. And um, there's a, a gross scene with a bug as well. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he ate. Uh, a very large I'm not like praying mantis type almost yeah. looking thing yeah uh, yeah it was nasty I don't like that he bites the arse end off it and then sucks out the rest yeah which is gross I'm not one I don't really get squeamish from films and like get weirded out but um, yeah leeches and the just way he sucks this bug <laughs> is is pretty gross yeah uh, sorry I'm gonna have a sip of my drink sorry I drank that <sighs> I drank that right in the you microphone you should have been like enjoyed it i did go car- <laughs> make a gross noise that carbonated goodness yeah that is good it's uh it's uh, got natural caffeine in it so if you're interested it is sparkling ice mm-hmm. caffeine the strawberry citrus flavor uh sparkling water it is it's sparkling water with natural caffeine in it. it's not actual caffeine i don't think what is natural caffeine what does that even mean Which cocaine i, I think <laughs> i never understood what that meant poppy seeds 
Don't they make heroin out of poppy seeds? That wouldn't be caffeine. I think heroin mellows you. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. And it has antioxidants and vitamins. Vitamins. <laughs> you know, you know, Devon does that. She uses British words and sometimes around you sometimes i don't mind it sometimes i do and, and <laughs> vitamins is one that does my head in yogurt yogurt i've gotten used to you saying yogurt okay. even though i don't love it but you should definitely say vitamins i don't like that you say vitamins i don't know why i don't know why that one hurts me uh, i like saying it i but say you, it the other way all my life you'll fuck up one day why and like you'll be in work with all your american friends and you'll be like oh, no, i have my vitamins happened. this it morning it hasn't happened yet and you'll look like a mentalist. It hasn't happened yet. I switch back and forth. I'll say it for you, and then I'll say it my way, uh, the other way, mm. in front of my fellow Americans. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> Stick to your own language. <laughs> um, so then we we come to a scene which... Uh, this scene is a bit complicated. Uh, so there's two ways in which the Shogun's brother can get into this town, and they're trying to push him to go one way. Right, mm-hmm. so they 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 move forward to this other town, and they basically give the leader of that other town a bunch of money to close his bridge down, so he won't let the shogun's brother in. Right, right, right. And so they walk across this bridge, and the they, they block it off. They have a bunch of soldiers or samurai there saying, "You can't come this way. Our town's off limits to you. It's closed down." And do you know what I thought? They bring out a bunch of guys with guns. Why didn't they just shoot the Shogun's brother? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who who convinced these people to to close the bridge? The 13 assassins. The 13, okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> they give him right. money. And then, oh yeah, and so he, the, the leader of that town or whoever, the samurai, whoever that guy is, he also, I fr- he also has a story about the, the Shogun's brother, right? He killed yes. someone. Yes. I can't his, remember. His, his daughter, his, I think, or daughter's or, husband. Or was it his son? His son, it might have been. Might have been his son. Okay. So, yeah. So, they're at the bridge, and the Shogun's brother shows up, and, you know, he won't let them pass. And, um, basically, the Shogun's brother is just like, kill them. And so, we can move along. Yes. But uh, they convince him to to leave instead. Yes. Uh, but they could have killed the Shogun's brother there. They had guns. I know. They could have just shot him. I know. And killed him. But... I guess the Shogun's son did have like a, a, a small army with him and it probably wouldn't have been good for business. Right. Then, as I was writing notes, I fucked up. Why does someone else commit Harakiri? I think because, isn't he... Th- <sighs> isn't he the leader of the town? Or was oh, I wrong? Okay. He, was, he was the official whose, uh, whose son uh, got killed and whose daughter-in-law got raped. And remember, he told the story how he stayed alive. Oh. Um, what did he say? He hadn't committed the hair curry uh, already. So he could, what was it? He felt like, so I forget what his exact words were. Okay. But I guess since, I guess now, since he helped play his part in getting the Shogun killed. He could he die. Did yeah, he could okay. die. Um, so he, yeah, basically, uh, he... He gets his head chopped off mm-hmm. when he commits Harakiri. Mm-hmm. And it's brilliant because the sword goes through his neck so quick. And yep. for, yeah, it just, It's hard to describe, but there's a brilliant visual effect where the sword goes through his neck and his like, head stays on as though it hasn't caught up with the fact that a sword's gone through it yet. It's just really, really good. It's a great effect. I loved it. Um, so then, basically, long story short... The 13 assassins get to their town. Before the Shogun's brother. Yep. And they start 
fortifying the yep, town for preparing for uh, their fight. Yes, so they do a lot of stuff, um, which we later see. Yeah, and um, they're also convinced that the shogun's brother is going to turn up with seventy soldiers. Right. Um, and they're also not convinced he's going to come this way. They're kind of waiting for a while to, for him to turn up. And uh, he does turn up. Yep. And he does not turn up with 70 people. Nope. He turns up with over 200? Yeah, over 200 soldiers. Yeah. So they're like, well, we're here. Yeah. We better take care of it. Yep. So um, they uh, everything, everything kicks off. Can I just say there's just one bit did not need. I know what it's going to be. What is I it going to be? I put it in my notes. Yeah. The burning bulls. Oh, no. This is before that. Before the fight even gets going. Oh, what? There's oh, you are, you're so silly that you're bringing this up. I, I'm going to complain. I'm going to complain. Okay, what is it then? It's the little boy pissing. Yes. Why? I'll tell you why. Why? So the shogun rolls, shogun's brother, sorry, rolls into town, right? Into this, it's this small village and basically they're looking around to see other people here like what's oh by the way there's a small fight scene i i I kind of we've left out the fight scenes i don't know why because they're tiny they're yeah they are tiny not much to them throughout the film i think there's two fight scenes there's one early on which is like about five seconds long and then there's one with uh, a bunch of people that the shogun's brother have hired um but that's it's very very small yeah um so fast forward a little bit so the shogun's brother rolls into town and basically he's looking around and his soldiers are looking around to say hey are there people waiting here for us like is this town suspicious but i think that there's there's a little boy and he has no clothes on yep. whatsoever and he's holding his penis and he's peeing yeah and i think that's the director's way of showing this town is a bumpkin town it's got kids pissing in the street. It's got like it's not a nice town. It's it's a humble uh, uh, country town. And is it unnecessary? Did you need to see a little kid pissing? Sure, okay. Like literally a naked child. You saw his peeing. You saw him peeing. Yeah, but who cares? What's your beef? What's your problem with that? Then I don't. It's, I just don't. I don't need. I don't. <laughs> I don't need to see naked little kids. I guess. But see that's you're coming at it from the wrong mentality because you're sexualizing that kid now no i'm not but so why not why kids are naked all the time i've got a picture of me in the bath when i'm a baby with my little knob out massive knob out huge knob out <laughs> but yeah and i've got i've got my knob out what's wrong with that i was a baby like he's a kid he's just pissed in the street who cares i guess i don't know yeah. i just i don't i don't hmm didn't think it was necessary okay i get i get what you mean i mean it, it, it isn't necessary right. I, I agree with you but I, i'm not like offended by it or anything i it's it's fine but then i've seen a lot of kung fu movies with like kids penises in i believe if someone someone out there might want to correct me on this but isn't there a film where jet lee either kisses or sucks a little boy's penis not sexually not sexually I think he kisses him. Yeah, he does something. It's very weird. I think it's one of the Shaolin Temple movies. He does something to a boy's peen. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, it is weird. Um, so, basically, the Shogun's uh, uh, army rolls into town and all hell breaks loose. 
Oh, can I just say something, something else? And I didn't realize it until like basically until we were into the, the final battle. Yeah. There's no music in this movie. I don't remember noticing any music in it. No, no, you're which, wrong. Which, is it? Am yeah, I? When was wrong. there music? I think there's music. Is there? I don't think, maybe not in the final battle. Oh, I don't remember noticing music at Am all. Am I wrong? I don't know. But anyway, but I just thought, I thought it, it if I'm right, and there wasn't any at all, oh, I okay. thought it was, I thought it was cool. I didn't, yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Because I can't, I can't think of it, but I was just like, I don't remember there not being, oh, maybe, maybe. Anyway. Um, so the, uh, the lead samurai, the good samurai, he stands on this, like, basically what they do is they create this, um, Oh. They create some booby traps and like scaffolding and <laughs> to and, trap them in, right? So yeah, so once like the the shogun kill zone, yes, that's the that's yeah, what I was yeah, looking yeah. for. They create so a they, kill zone. They create these giant like gate type things, and so it like uh, splits them all up and yeah. prevents like the majority of like the the soldiers from getting uh, from getting to the shogun. So basically, to try to to limit their numbers, yeah. Shogun's then, brother. The Shogun's brother, sorry. Yeah. And then uh yeah, the main the main samurai, the good guy, yeah. So he basically is just like Yeah, you're gonna die now. Yeah. Or I'm, we're yeah, we're gonna He's well he's great, isn't he, the samurai? Yeah. He stands on the scaffolding and he pulls out the total massacre sign yes. that the woman made at the at the start. Right. And as soon I've got it in my notes, as soon as he showed that, I was like, Oh shit's gonna go down yep. right now. And spoiler alert shit very much goes down very much goes down we get a half an hour action scene yeah like just half an hour it does not stop it does not break it does not go somewhere else to other characters it stays with the samurai and we get a half an hour of pure action yep of sword play and explosions yep. and booby traps and yep. we yeah. get we get everything um i mentioned the balls earlier basically they set a bunch of balls on fire didn't and, care for that well i didn't a, I didn't care about the concept that it's fucked up that they set a bunch of balls on fire. Yeah. And B, I did not care for the CGI. Yeah. Because they are not real balls in the film. They are CGI balls. And they're not very good CGI, unfortunately. Yeah, I didn't care for um, that But concept. I'm glad they didn't do it for real. Um, but yes, yeah, it's it's grim. The idea of it is pretty grim. So yeah, so basically it's, they have these logs strapped to the back of these bulls to, and then set the logs on fire. So basically these bulls are rampaging through mm-hmm. this town and just trampling and knocking over soldiers. And, yeah. Yeah. While on fire. Yeah. While so. there, while the bulls are on fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, oh my God. I will honestly say, I'll, do you know what? I'll be honest. I, I think, I genuinely think this. I think the last half an hour in this film is one of the best final half hours of any film. Yeah, because they're they're just it's basically these thirteen guys Carnage. going up against over two hundred soldiers, and one by one, sadly, our assassins die horribly. Spoilers. It's just trying to yeah, just trying to to get to uh, the Shogun's brother. This film does a very very clever thing or the director chose to do a very, very clever thing, I think. Most of the kills in this film, and I'm talking about the samurai killing the army, killing the soldiers, mm-hmm. uh, or anyone, anyone getting killed, it's mostly done through sound, not done through blood. It's what bloody. do you mean? So we get blood sometimes, yeah. but a lot of the times they're just slicing all these guys up, and you don't see any blood. Mm-hmm. But what they do instead is give you like a... 
sound effect, like people huh. getting sliced. Huh. And it's all the, like you know someone dies because you get the slicing sound effect. There's no blood. They just crumble to the ground. But I think it was brilliant. I think it's just a very, very clever way of letting you know that this guy's dying without going, oh, let's add blood, let's add blood. I mean, but there's still like may or but I mean there's still tons of blood. Oh, you mean tons, like at yeah. like after the fact? Uh, no, no, no. I, I think a lot of the time... When, look, there's, there's scenes in this film where you literally get one samurai, good samurai, stood fighting 20 people. And he's slicing through all these people, but there's no blood. There's scenes where there's no blood whatsoever. Hmm. And it's all done... It's all done through sound. That They are... Like, the sound of him slicing through people. Okay. Yeah. You, but later on, don't get me wrong, there's plenty of blood in this scene. But there's just pockets of time where there is no blood. Hmm, okay. Yeah. I think, yeah, if, just keep that in mind. If you watch the film, just keep that in mind. That, that on the moments that there's no blood, the sound effects are really, really good. Um, I've just got a note here that just says drop kick, exclamation point. <laughs> there's just a great scene where this guy just drops kicks another guy. I thought it was great. Um, but yeah, to give you an example of times where there are blood, um, one guy gets cut from his head down to his groin and gets sliced down the middle. Yep. And um, that's pretty awesome. Um, and it's just, it doesn't get boring. Yeah. It doesn't get, even though it's half an hour of people just cutting people up, it just does not get boring. Yeah. And I just I just loved it because we stay with, like, we'll go from one samurai to another. So we'll get sword plate, then we'll get the guy with the spear, then we'll get an explosion, then we'll get two samurai fight. It's just, yeah. for me, it never gets monotonous. No. It's really, really good. Um, and I think the clever thing is, is that maybe even if Takashi Miike thought, hey, you know, I'm going to give you these 13 guys and I'm going to give you them walking through a forest and you're going to get to know them. I love the fact that he went, oh, but there's going to be a payoff at the end of my film. Trust me. Just stick with it and you'll get an, um, uh, an amazing payoff. And you do. That final 30 minutes is, is amazing. Um, so it's plenty of bloodshed. And like Devin said, unfortunately, some of our, our trusted samurai do get offed. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's sad. Of I think course. when they die, it's it's sad. Oh, absolutely. And they go out nobly, a lot of them, and they go out fighting, definitely. Yeah. But it's it's not cool. And then we're left with um, main samurai guy. Yeah. The gambler. Yes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Can we talk about the hunter? <laughs> so the hunter, the hunter pops up and, you know, he confronts the Shogun's brother and um, his, like, bodyguard or whatever. Keep in mind, the hunter is only fighting with rocks. Right. 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 In, like, like, a slingshot yeah. type thing. And um, and so the, the Shogun's brother throws, like, a small, like, sword and got, gets him right in the throat. And down he goes. Yes. The- and then we're left with the gambler, the main samurai yeah we get a cool bit with the samurai student where he says to the other guys just like kill the people that get past me right and he just fucks up everyone it's really really good yes um but yeah long story short we get the main samurai and the gambler left what do you think of that scene before we go into that what do you think of that scene where that massive wave of blood goes over the top of the building? That Oh, yeah, from that bomb, yeah. which was bananas. I was just so... One, it looked very cool, yes. but I was just like, that's a lot. Yes. 
So there's where this, did that even? How did all of? Where did that come from? Yes. How did all of that? Just because because it, it was like uh, one of the samurais, I forget which one, sets off this bomb, and he's behind this house, mm-hmm. and then you get the scene. So where you're in front of the house and this giant wave of bloody water kind of comes up and kind of over this fucking house. Yeah. It's like a two story house. Yes. And the look of it was cool, but I was just like, that's a lot. This film does, it's pretty grounded and it's pretty real. In fact, it's very grounded and very real, but this wave of blood is the one scene in the film where she's like, that's very exaggerated. Yeah. And I love it. I mean, yeah, it looked awesome. It looked Visually awesome. looked fantastic. I, I just, I think it's great and it just shows like, I don't know, it just adds to the bloodshed. Yeah, adds and it, to it's the, just the, like, the carnage of it all. Yeah, exactly. Carnage, that's the word. Yeah. And I just love it. I love it. Let but there be carnage. It's, indeed. Don't bring up that film ever again. <laughs> I'm going to bring up the film, but bring up the source material. Does he say that? Is there, is what's, that? What's the source material? The comic books? Does Carnage say let there be Carnage? Or is it, does that ever show up in any of the comics? I couldn't tell you. Oh. I don't know. Well, I'm going to assume it does. I know there's a Spider-Man storyline called Maximum Carnage oh. that has Carnage in I'm it. I'm going to assume it is. Because, yeah, I don't want to reference that movie because it was poop. It was garbanzo beans. <laughs> um, so, yes, as, as we say, we're, we're left with... Um, we're left with uh, the gambler, the lead samurai, and then we're essentially left with the shogun's brother and the shogun's um, uh, main samurai or main bodyguard. Samurai. Yeah, yeah. There's a few. There's a few soldiers or bodyguards before that who get hacked up, which is cool. Um, but it's amazing. His name's Hanbei, the the shogun's brother's lead samurai. Yeah, and it's amazing that, like, uh, again, this is kind of it comes from the beginning of the film you know he watches the shogun's brother fucking shoot a bunch of helpless people with a bow and arrow yet at the end even through all the carnage even through all these soldiers He's being like, this murdered is my, this is my duty this, this is, is my I'm a samurai this is my yeah, yeah yeah and i will protect him uh, yeah. because this is my duty yeah yeah and uh well it it, it kind of goes a bit a bit south from there yeah um because the sad, the, the, I think the sad moment is, is that Hanbei, like I, like we just said, is just so, like dedicated to his master, the Shogun's brother, and uh, Hanbei gets his head cut off. Yep. And the Shogun's brother boots it. Yep. Kicks, Kicks his it head like a softball, yep. or like a like a soccer ball, just and basically tells the 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 good samurai he's just like. He's whatever. Fuck he's that a, dude. Yeah, he's a servant. Yeah, basically. Who yep. cares? Yeah. So even it, though he died for him. Yes, and that's yeah. that's very like a very uh, a poignant part of the film where it's just like he dedicated his life to this to this master of his, and then when he dies for his master, he just gets booted like a fucking I don't want to say dog because people don't boot dogs, but like a piece of trash. Yeah, just gets booted. It's it's fucking great. It's just a great moment. Fuck that moment, but a great moment. Yep. And um, then there's a there's a dope line, real dope line. So the the shogun's brother unveils his sword and basically says he's gonna fight the uh, the lead samurai, kind of one on one. Yeah, the the lead assassin. Yeah, and the lead assassin uh, says. Like, he basically says, look, 
you're fucking high official. Yeah. You're, you were you just for show. Right. He says. You were decoration. You're, yeah. You're that's just, it. yeah. And he says the line. Yeah. And he says, like, your swords for decoration. Right. And he says this line and he goes, be silent like the decorative man you are. Yep. Oh. When he said that, yep. I was just like, oh my God, that's flames. Fired. That is flames. <laughs> Shots just, fucking fire. Yeah. It's, it's so fucking good. And, um, yeah, he uh, they have a little fight. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't even have a fight. Not really. He just walks towards him and stabs him as he himself gets stabbed. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically the lead assassin samurai sacrifices his life just to in kill order to kill the, the Shogun's, Shogun's brother. brother. And there is a brilliant moment. So throughout the entire film, the, the Shogun's brother has been this absolutely like flat just flat dead yeah. behind the eyes just yep. doesn't show any emotion whatsoever and when he gets stabbed he goes out like a little child yep. he's screaming about how he doesn't want to die and how scared he is yep. and i i put in my notes i said um the fact that the shogun's brother goes out a sniveling little boy is perfect yeah we didn't need to see him have like a gory death i mean a lot of people want that if there's a piece of shit in the film you want him to get thrown in a wood chipper or you want to see him get absolutely destroyed and takashi Miike didn't do that it's it's really good he doesn't give you the violent death that you kind of crave but he reduces yeah. the shogun's brother yeah. to this well i use the word wretch just yeah. this this helpless like yeah cr- basically cr- crawling away yeah. from uh the the main assassin and just, uh, how just he, crawling in the yeah. mud just talking about how scared he is and how he doesn't want to die yeah it's it's a brilliant choice it's so good and this is a remake um so i don't know if that happens in the remake i've got i've got no idea in the original uh sorry in the original um but it's it's just wonderful i think it's a fantastic choice to to have that uh, in the film and um yeah so the 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 lead samurai the assassin uh marches up to the to the shogun's brother and cuts his head off mm-hmm. yeah um although there is a moment where the shogun's brother thanks him and it's it's pretty gross actually because he thanks him and he says this is the most exciting day of my life yeah which is like it it lets you know that even even though he's just been squealing and crying and like he's still seeing, a piece of shit yeah seeing such a massacre <laughs> yeah he's just like yeah up and up until that point he was loving every bit of it yes exactly um and then I think there's a there's a great bit of like irony at the end. Um, the the lead assassin, uh, the samurai. Um, I hate calling him assassin because he's like a noble samurai. Yeah. Uh, he's he's dying, and he tells the gambler. The gambler's still around, and he tells the gambler, "Look, go do whatever you want. Go and do what you want in life. Like don't 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 listen to me. Like just just go and do whatever you want in your life, and." I think it's ironic because the gambler, by the end of the film, he doesn't want to gamble. He wants to be the honorable samurai. I think he's seen this guy and he's just like, I'm on the same path as you now. Like, he's been with these people and he sees that he now wants to walk the honorable path of a samurai. And even though the lead samurai tells him, oh, just you can go and do your gambling, go and do whatever you want, he doesn't want to do it anymore. Right. I don't think he wants to do it anymore. Um, but can we bring up the the one on. bizarre part? Like, this is the so, this is yeah. the part. So the 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 main samurai, the one who kills the shogun's brother after he dies, and so it's just the gambler left. Just the gambler, and then up pops the hunter. 
And so when he pops up on screen, I was just like, I asked Sean to pause. And I was just like, hold on a second. Can you repeat again what happens to him earlier on? I was just like, Sean. I was just like, didn't he get a knife in the throat? Like it goes straight through his throat. Yeah. I was just like, didn't he die? And Sean was like, yeah. But I was like, but up, up he pops. No knife. Like no knife wound. No wound. No bleeding. Like nothing fucking happened. And he's just talking to the gambler like, you know, what are you going to do now? And I was just like, what the fuck is going on right now? Okay. And I will explain. So we watched a version of this film that is two hours and five minutes long. And this is the version that you will find on most Blu-rays and DVDs in the US, probably the UK. And the Japanese version of this film is two hours and 20 minutes long. So there are 15 minutes cut out. Well, in the two hours and 20 minutes version of the film, apparently, and they cut all this out for the American version, apparently, or I should say international version, apparently there are a lot of scenes that imply that the hunter is a demon an immortal demon because yeah when the when the hunter pops up when it's just the gambler left he's just like what are you he kind of has this throwaway the gambler says this throw throwaway line like what are you immortal yeah because he's like the only other one left yeah and so yeah and so that just confused me even more because i was just like he was he had a he had a knife through his throat yeah. why is he bouncing around like nothing happened yeah so there is a version of, i haven't seen it i don't know if there's this version available in the u.s and i i already have it on blu-ray i probably won't buy the japanese version but i'd love to see it but yeah there's a version like throughout the film that they drop hints where this guy is like yeah it basically the 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 notes i read he's a demon he's some supernatural creature yeah, he's a super yeah, exactly and what they said is oh the americans or i'll say the the westerners um they won't like the supernatural part they won't they won't get it so instead you see this dude get killed and then you just pop him up later later that like nothing is, happened that is my problem that doesn't make any sense because f- i yeah. was just like this doesn't make any no, sense you're absolutely right the fact that they uh, they the fact that they keep the scene in right. where the hunter comes back either it, don't show that yeah <laughs> or just don't make him come back yeah it's it's insane it just doesn't work yeah it doesn't if you don't have the context that he's this supernatural being then, then at the end yeah, you're just you're like basically how? like me why is he popping yeah. back up like nothing happened like he wasn't just uh, stabbed in the throat and i would have been the same if i hadn't read the notes about it yeah absolutely it's a bizarre scene and a bizarre choice to leave it in yeah um because it just makes it just makes the ending i'm more as opposed to you know taking in this whole the last bit i'm just like why is he standing there yeah. why is he hopping around like nothing's happening and talking what is with this dude yeah very very bizarre choice um do you know what secretly not even secretly i'm gonna say it but i do like the idea of them having like a supernatural person in it i think it adds a lot more to the film mm-hmm. i understand that it, but though it's a very grounded in reality film yeah that, and some people will be like i don't like that I, and i think most americans wouldn't or westerners wouldn't um but i do i, I like the idea of that and i wish they would have left it I in. wouldn't. maybe i wouldn't like you know I'll not make it overt but a pro- if there's just kind of like a hint of it yeah. then fine but yeah just to to make a version like this to where i'm just left like confused at the end like yeah. what the fuck's going on with this dude um as a warning there might be some noise right now so i do apologize i'm shifting position oh not too much noise that's okay. good um yeah very very interesting scene very strange but yeah but anyway so that's that's 
how it ends just That's the end you know the hunter bops off because he it seems like yeah he just kind of bounces <laughs> he does he's like take it yeah he like hops around and yeah. so he fucks off and so we're just left with the gambler the gambler's it and i would love to i'm sure there's a lot of like um film critics that have talked about this film and like the the um the uh, imagery and the the, the the metaphors behind it i'd love to read one that like talks about why the gambler is the the last person to live and i i think it's i think it's definitely because he's the gambler and the gamble has paid off like he's he's successfully played his biggest hand and the hand has actually paid off and i think it's got something to do with that but i'd love to know if there's more behind it like maybe it ties to i don't know japanese lore or something like that uh, folklore i mean um but yeah uh i will stand by it fantastic film um five out of five for me uh certainly the best samurai film i've seen so far um oh i don't know i did i give i gave you uh yojimbo five out of five as well so i don't know uh but i i loved it i love it what devon is this better than the last samurai or not <sighs> there's no right answer or no wrong answer i love the last time i know you do so do i it's a very good film um you can say no no i'm gonna have to say no well, nothing wrong with that that's fine yeah i'm gonna have to say no okay that's absolutely fine do you want to get into listening questions yeah let's hit it okay so some i'm gonna cut out um yeah uh keep forward productions uh just to let you know if you are listening i'm gonna leave yours for next episode um because it's interesting and i think it's more towards me and cyrus than devon uh comma candle links okay question for this week's episode name one movie that defines the following genres for you oh boy okay okay so what movie defines action for you <laughs> uh um and again there's no right or wrong answer oh boy unless you say like titanic for this one <laughs> i guess the first thing ooh, oh that's a tough one what's the first one that popped into your head i'm interested the first one that popped into my head honestly john wick john wick yeah so john wick oh, that's a good one is there another i know that one popped into your head first but thinking about it would you change that answer probably oh yeah yes which one would you choose i got a weird answer to this one because what's yours do you know what all i do is watch action films not actually i watch a lot of different films but i watch a lot of action films and i watch a lot of kung fu films and uh, you know i think a lot like police stories should define it or like something like that or but the one film that defines action for me it's terminator 2 Mm. terminator 2 defines action films for me definitely definitely terminator 2 that's hard because i know i have an answer i've seen so many and just trying to think of what's like literally just in my eyes the perfect just epitome of action i yeah that's a tough one yeah because i love action films and there's Sorry, and I've, seen, I've seen so many oof we've got another like six genres so okay you're gonna skip the action or you're gonna stick with john wick for now i'll stick with john wick for now i think john wick's I, a fucking awesome answer yeah yeah 
Uh, comedy. What defines comedy for you? Oh, uh, oh uh, 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> That's a good one. I still... It holds up. I still laugh at it. I still think it's it's hysterical. Yeah, that's that's a really good one. Um, my answer for this, uh, it years ago it would have been Anchorman because mm-hmm. uh, An- Anchorman I love. Yeah, the first one is is very funny. But after watching it year after year after year, I don't think Anchorman holds up as much as it once did for me. I still think it's hilarious. Yeah, but I think especially the ending, it doesn't hold up. Do you know what film genuinely like I, as a comedy? I'm just like, this is it. This hmm. works. Shaun of the Dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think either Shaun of the Dead or uh, Monty Python's Holy Grail. Okay. Because uh, the Holy Grail is definitely my type of humor. So I'd use one of those two. Drama. That was a real difficult one. What defines drama? Oh, I've got a fucking answer already. Yeah, I'm sure you do. That's a toughie for me. Yeah, my answer for what defines a drama film for me. There's a difference between what defines drama and what the best drama is. And I'm trying to think of a film that like, or same with anything, like your best film doesn't, or your favorite film doesn't necessarily define a genre for you. But I honestly think the definition of drama for me is the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I think so. Definition of drama. Yeah. You're not doing well so far on these. I know. Yeah, that's a good one. Shawshank Redemption is definitely good. Yeah, I think so. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna co-sign on yours. Okay, for that one. That's right. Sci-fi. Ooh. What defines sci-fi for you? <laughs> Starship Troopers. That's a fucking great answer. That's so good. Oh, I wish I would have come up with that. Starship. Yeah. First thing that popped into my head, Starship Troopers. Um, that's a real definition of sci-fi. Uh, I would have to say, I think the obvious is like Star Wars, but Star Wars doesn't define sci-fi for me. I would rather, funny enough, I'm, I'm probably going to go for a film that's from the same director that you just say said. Honestly, like something like Total Recall mm-hmm. defines sci-fi for me. Okay, I think... What a terrible answer, because it's not a terrible answer, because it's just, it's got every aspect of sci-fi for me. It's got another planet, it's got Mars, it's got fucking robots, it's got, like, yeah, it's got, like, a fucking machine that implants memories in you. Yeah, totally cool. Starship Troopers, alien bugs, different planets. Psychics. Psychics, um, spaceships. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Ooh, aliens would have been a good one too. But that's yeah. more of a horror, right? Uh, speaking of horror, yeah, what defines horror for you? So, oh, sorry, I, we got three more of these. Conjuring, Conjuring, mm-hmm. that's good. Um, what defines horror for me would be The Fly. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think The Fly's got everything. It's got it's gross. It's got essentially a monster, and it's fucking scary at times conjuring's a really good one yeah i like that romance romance hmm. my romance is like one of my favorite films of all time oh can i i, I have a f- I, I might know what yours is go on is it lost in translation it is lost in translation thought so yeah that defines romance for me when i when i every single time i watch lost in translation i fall in love 
like i get a feeling in my in my body that's just like this is just yes this is it romance 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 don't tap the mic oh sorry damn it um I guess Pride and Prejudice. Okay, that's that's a fucking good one. Yeah. Okay, last one. Okay. Thriller. Don't say Michael Jackson. <laughs> uh, Thriller. That's such a weird category. I, I I would rather not answer that one. Because what constitutes it's, a thriller? Is Signs of the Lambs a thriller? Maybe. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Signs of the Lambs to me, I don't know what genre Signs of the Lambs is because it's not a fucking horror. It's not really a horror. Or is it? Something, oh, uh, I got it. Seven. Seven's definitely a thriller. Okay. Se- there you go. Seven. Okay. Like, it feels like Seven, probably uh, something like Cape Fear is a Cape, thriller. But that's even better. Yeah. Cape Fear's even better. Have you seen Cape Fear? <laughs> have I seen Cape Fear? I don't Fear? think you've seen it. I don't think I have seen Cape Fear. We should Fear. watch it. It's really good. I think you'd like it. I'll go with seven. Seven, yeah. That's a good one. Have you seen seven? Yes. Okay. Uh, another question by Comic Candlelinks. Um, what would be your choices for a great double bill movie night? The two films have to be thematically connected. Didn't we get this question before? Oh, did we? I feel like we did. Because, cause, yeah, because we both came up with... Because um, I had a bomb-ass answer um, for mine. We got that question previously. Oh, Okay. Do you want to skip it? No offense, but yeah, because I know we've gotten that question. But what was mine? I think mine was. Oh, I had a great answer. I wish I could remember. Anyway, okay, yeah, but I think I'm. I, I feel confident that we've gotten that. Okay, question before. Yeah, if we've uh, if we've answered it, that that's fine. Um, sorry, Calma Candling. Sorry. Go back to our previous episode. <laughs> Devin has spoken. <laughs> um, Danny freaking Walls. Uh, His asked, name. <laughs> Good one on Instagram, Danny Freaking Walls. I wonder. He, I like it. I wonder if he's a Seth Rollins fan. Yeah. Um, question: Is the is this the best action in a samurai film ever? Regarding Thirteen Assassins, I haven't seen many samurai films, so I cannot comment. Uh, but I am going to say new. No, I'm going to say yes. The samurai, the samurai, uh, the action in Last Samurai was, I thought it was really good. Better than this. Get I out. I feel like yeah, because I feel like there was more of it. Off to the off to the dumpster you go. I feel like there was more of it in the Last Samurai. <laughs> more of it, but is it the best style-wise action? Oh, I don't know. No, I I love this. I think it's the best. Mm, I've seen some good stuff like that. That one take. Um, uh, fight scene in the Sword of Doom, where he's like in the not alley, but on the pathway. That's amazing. Um, oh, then again, Shogun Assassin. Mm-hmm. Oh, if Rooney Kenshin's a samurai film, which it is, yeah. no, this is nowhere near the best yeah, action. There's a, of, yeah, there's great yeah, action in Rooney right. Kenshin. You're right. Yeah, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Uh, Rooney Kenshin. If we, if that's considered a samurai film, which it should be because he is a samurai, uh, that's easily the best action of all time. Um, all time for a samurai film. Yeah, Rooney Kenshin's fantastic. We need to watch the rest of those. Yeah, I've only seen what two? Yeah, the first two. You got three more left. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Cast Jaber, I'm going to leave your question for next episode. Um, the reason why is because you ask a question about the Matrix and oh, Cyrus, Cyrus Cyrus's to, favorite film. Cyrus has to participate in that. Yeah, it's his favorite film, so can't do that. Um. 
Gandolfini the Grey asks, uh, you get to pick the powers of a member of the classic Fantastic Four, but you also have to have their appearance. Who do you choose? Well, if I have to have their appearance, I would want to stick with being a lady. So I would, of course, choose uh, Sue Storm. Storm. Yeah. Okay. Am I thrilled about, well, what's the full extent of her power? Uh, she's don't don't quote me on this because I've never read the comics, so my only source of reference are the films. Right. So um, obviously, I know she can be invisible and the force I, fields and stuff. Yeah, I, I could be wrong. That's the extent of her power, but I could be wrong. But um, on Tumblr, uh, it could be a few years ago. Uh, Rama, our good friend Rama, he uh, he sometimes posts about like the extent of people's power or cool moments. Mm-hmm. And I think he posted some from Sue Storm, and she is bonkers. Like, the shit she can do is bonkers. Okay. She can basically make a uh, force field start in the middle of your body and just make you explode. Oh, yeah, that's cool. So she has, like, serious powers. Um, yeah, I wish I could quote them. I, there's there's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, um, go with Sue Storm. Uh, I don't want to be a dude. That's fine. <laughs> um, what would I want? Uh, it's so tough. I honestly, I don't want the human torch's powers. I'm not big on fire. What would I do with fire? I'm, I'm just not big on it. But burn f- shit and you can fly. Uh, flying is cool. Yeah. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite heroes of all time. I honestly think that after Batman, my favorite hero of all time is the Thing. Oh yeah, I love him. That's because I grew up with him and just like idolized him as a kid. Would I kind of want? Would I want to look like the Thing? secretly a little bit really a little bit because it makes you so different and it makes you special and like people would be like look look at this dope guy but i'd also be kidnapped and the military would do tests on me so maybe not well yeah well no you'd stand out i mean look at i feel like yeah standing out so much it would make life very tough so i think the obvious choice is reed richards how ironic that you'd be sue storm or you'd be (laughs) sue richards and i'd be reed richards uh he's got the gray at the temples he looks very distinguished i like him and plus he gets all stretchy so (laughs) i kind of like that power so yeah human torch doesn't do much for me i've never been if i could continue to look like me i would be the human torch really yeah just for the flying for the flying and it just i just I always thought he, it was just, it was cool. I never liked Human Torch. No? No, he, he's never done anything for me. Okay. Really? No. I mean, if anyone didn't know, Fantastic Four was the comic I grew up on. My dad was a massive fan of Fantastic Four, so from, like, the age of, like, five years old, I collected, I mean, I've got a huge collection of Fantastic Four comics. Um, that and Iron Man were my go-to comics, but Human Torch never did much. Okay. Yeah. I, I always preferred when, like, um, sometimes, like, they would change the roster of the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Like, at one point, they had She-Hulk. And I, I always liked She-Hulk and the Fantastic Four. <laughs> they even had Spider-Man at one point. Oh. I've got two issues of the Fantastic Four where the Fantastic Four are Spider-Man, Wolverine, the Hulk, and Ghost Rider. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. It's great. Um, there you go. Uh, and martial arts film freak, I'm. I know. I'm. I've got to apologize to you. You asked this question for last episode, and I didn't ask it on last episode. And then you asked it again on the, or this episode, and I'm not going to ask it on this episode. Uh, the only reason why he's an, he's asked some very interesting uh, fuck marry kill 
questions. Yeah, we gotta have Cyrus. And I think Cyrus has to be here for those. Um, because they, they aren't celebrities. He's actually... Uh, Should we just do... How many does he have? Three. Should we just do one? Okay. Well, no, no. No, okay. Because they're, they're really good. <laughs> okay. And so we gotta have Cyrus. I've, I've tantalized the audience. If you want to hear us do some fuck Murray kills for next time, um, please tune in. Second wife has to be involved. Uh, yes, yes. Um, question time from Rama. What age would you like to live to? <sighs> That's a very interesting question. Yeah. That's a very interesting question. Because obviously, I don't want to die anytime soon. I'd like to live to a, a to old age. But at what point is it just like... Too old. <laughs> right? Yeah. Is, and is there such a thing as too old? Oh, hell yes. Yeah, because I would want to... I would want to still be like mobile. I don't want to get to an age where I'm like stuck in a bed or then, if you think you know? about it, uh, Clint Eastwood's 92 and he's still making films. Right. So, right. yeah. So if I'm still like functioning and mobile, then why the fuck not? Then I'll still, oh, yeah. But I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. You don't like, think you would be? Oh, if I was 90 years old, do you remember at the end of Beetlejuice when they shrivel up and the jaw falls off? <laughs> yeah. I'd be that if I was well, 90. Well, that's what you got me. I'm going to keep you mobile. We got to keep each other mobile. I don't think you know. I don't think I want to live till 90. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if we're still like healthy and functioning, you then know, sure. You know what? 82. Really? Yeah. 82 or 85. Betty White was 99. She was special, though. Yeah. R.I.P. Betty White. Yeah. yeah. She was... Somehow she still had the vigor of a, of a young person, and I don't know how, but yeah, yeah. she was... I don't know if I'm going to be like that. I just feel like as I get older, I'm just going <laughs> to slowly whittle away. <laughs> no, I, if, if I can... If I'm still, like, functioning and mobile and still have my wits about me, then I'm cool with it. Yeah. I'm cool with... with you know getting in my 90s do you think you'll age gracefully i want to i hope so my mom so far is aging gracefully so she is she is yeah if i can if i can my dad too so if i can keep up with you know if i can inherit, inherit their good genes and age gracefully That's true. both your parents look very good for their age yeah yeah and my dad's about to be uh what 69 <laughs> shut up <laughs> and my mom is 68 69 idiot <laughs> yeah um my mom is my mom was born in 55 mm -hmm. how old does that make her so my mom was born in 53 so your mom is what uh two years younger than your mom yes. 68 67 yeah. no my mom is 68 right now so my mom's 66, 66. Oh, okay my mom looks good for her age i think so she looks pretty good yeah um I haven't seen my dad in a while, so I'm not sure how he looks. Oh, then again, my dad did... Well, last time I saw my dad, he didn't certainly didn't look his age. So, maybe I get good genes as well. Yeah. Um, and you're lucky because uh, black don't crack. <laughs> That's right. So they say. And uh, white is shite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll age gracefully, but I I don't think I want to live like to crazy age. Honestly, like eighty five, call it a day. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, I've done my job <laughs> when I'm eighty five. I've done it. I've lived it. Yeah, hopefully. 
I think so. I think so. I don't, like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. A hundred seems like I'm taking the piss. <laughs> I'm just like, come on. Come on. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So, yeah. I think, you know, we... We tend to keep each other youthful, I think, for the most part. Definitely a mind, yeah. if not body. Then we, we kind of keep each other youthful. I think so. Yeah, we still act like children a little bit. We do. Right? So, you know, if anyone didn't know our ages, uh, I mean, Devon is certainly closer to 40 than we are 30. Indeed we are. I'll just say that. Wah, wah. Well, fuck yeah. it. I'll, I'll just say it. I'm 40 this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine for me to say. Yeah. You don't have to reveal your age. You're a lady. I don't care. I yeah. am currently 38. There you go. There you go. She'll be 39 this year. I will mm-hmm. be 40. The big 4-0 in mm- June. Indeed. Yeah. Wait, is today one of is today Woody's birthday? Who's Woody? Well, they I know they don't know, but you know cuz I saw something on Instagram it was his birthday today. Well, I don't know. I have oh. no idea. Oh. If it is Though I'm, I don't think he listens. No, he's still going to shout out. So yeah, all your your group of friends are turning forty. Some of them are forty already. Right, some of them are forty already. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was so like nothing I, to well, do with no, the podcast. I know that, but just talking about forty, and that's what yes. made me remember because I saw a post on Instagram. I have a group of friends from the UK. Um, you know, I, I am the only one over in the US. Uh, they are in the UK, and most of them are turning forty around this time. Um, I am one of the young. I am the youngest out of all of them. Mm-hmm. So, You're last. Yeah, I am last at turn forty. Big four zero. Scary times. <laughs> Scary times. I'm having a midlife crisis. No, you're not. I am. How? I'm growing my hair out. So that's I've got, not a I've midlife got, crisis. I've, I've got long hair now. So I'm going. I'm going to be one of those forty year old guys with long hair. Maybe okay. one of the forty year old guys had long hair that looks cool. Actors. Well, I was going to say Brad Pitt went through a long-haired phase, didn't yeah, he? Actors. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to look a bit different this year. I'm growing my hair out. I'm losing weight. So taking good care of yourself. I've lost twenty pounds so far. Yeah, basically more we're, than more than twenty pounds. Yeah, basically we're just like yeah we're not getting any younger. And after you know god knows how long it's been like covid and and stuff and we've let ourselves go and we're trying to rectify that just being all creaky and feeling like shit and my knees my knees feel like fucking skeletor's jaw (laughs) i don't even know what i mean by that but they're so rickety yeah so like i said so you know what we've been going about this since maybe like october yeah. Just, you know, trying to eat better and, and yeah, just be better. Yeah, definitely trying to eat better you know, and just, yeah. Just trying to make sure that we're as healthy as can be <laughs> the older we get. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I know a lot of people don't know me or don't don't really know what I look like. But I'll be honest, you know, I've been fat for a number of years. Um, quite significantly fat. I am a very heavy gentleman. Uh, certainly more heavy than I should be. And uh, I'm trying to rectify that. I'm trying to change that because uh, being being fat, you know, I'm not one of those people who's like fat is ugly and fat is gross and no one should be fat. I'm definitely not one of those guys. But being fat for so long, sometimes you know, sometimes you do look in the mirror and you're just like, eh, I don't want to be f- this fat anymore. Um, and kind of that's you're making noise. Am I? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's my leg. I'm making noise. Sorry. Sorry, that was my fault. 
Um, yeah, so I think it's just a, a, a time time to change things uh, a little bit. So that's what I'm going for. Yeah, so then that's the way we'll live into our 90s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll be at 105 and built like a toothpick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we can wrap it up here. Oh, is that we, our last question? That was our last question. Thanks, Rama. Yeah, so... I'm um, saving the rest for next episode. For Misty Seros. Yeah, hopefully he'll he'll join us next episode. Um, as you all know, um, if you listen to the podcast, uh, Cyrus does have a slight problem with germophobia. Um, it's not slight. It's a major problem with germophobia. So I'll be honest, we may not be in Cyrus's apartment for a while. Um sometimes he's okay and he lets us go over other times he doesn't but we're trying to uh, we're trying to absolutely cater to him uh because obviously we want him to be comfortable we want him to be comfortable so yeah we're not we're not trying to make him like feel bad or anything like that so he, he may be on the phone for the foreseeable future um or at least i don't know until covid cases die down or whatever but we'll we'll try and have him on next time uh speaking of next time What's next time's film? What's next time's film? I don't know. You tell me. Oh, Ooh. I have no idea. I've got Yojimbo and 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 is it Sanjuro? Um, ten stops away. They're going to be delivered by Amazon very shortly. I'm assuming these are Blu-rays. They are Blu-rays. Of Two samurai Blu-rays. <laughs> got samurais on the brain. Sorry, I'm just looking up the films. Oh, okay. Next episode should be an interesting one um, because it's a film that I have not seen really so, yeah um it's very 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 rare that we do a film that i have not seen uh and we are doing the woo assassins movie uh fistful of vengeance oh right yeah. it's a new film okay so yes. can, so i don't know if you guys uh watched woo assassins netflix show it is a netflix but show, it yeah. was not good not good but the trailer for this film looks a fuck of a lot better <laughs> it does it does um yeah as far as i've heard i believe i believe this is the case you do not need to have watched woo assassins to enjoy fistful of vengeance a uh, horrible name for a film <laughs> horrible name it sounds like fistful an old school country film yeah it's terrible it sounds like a western even. it does um i wait, instantly want to say fistful of dollars fistful of dollars yeah, yeah of course um so yeah so by all means if you do want to watch the film you don't have to watch woo assassins i think the the conceit is the, <laughs> the show never the show never existed <laughs> or at least that there's a you also have to understand that there's magic in this world right yeah. that's it. it wait is there did it imply that there was going to be magic in the film mm, yeah oh, okay. yeah I think there's going to be magic in this one. Okay. I think I saw a few fireballs or something like that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, if you if you have Netflix, I think it's out. Oh, God. Hold Don't on. <laughs> I think I remember. Don't remember. Uh, it's out on February 17th. It hits Netflix. Not long now. And then our episode is on February 20th. Sweet. So we'll be settling down, watching that, and then we could discuss that. Uh, it would be fun to discuss Woo Assassins, but it would just be very negative stuff so uh fistful of vengeance episode is on february 20th and then the next one after that which is very exciting uh davin should be looking forward to it because there's plenty of fights we're going to do the prodigal son cool on march 6th uh before the prodigal son comes out i want to have a bonus episode uh of the podcast and that will be me interviewing not interview oh god who do having i think a chat. who do i think i am having a chat 
Oh, I'm a podcast producer, so maybe I do interviews. <laughs> uh, having a chat with a special guest, um, Cyrus and Devon will not be on that episode, um, but it will just be me and a special guest. I don't want to reveal who the guest is yet, but let's just say it's very Wing Chun-centric. <laughs> let's just say that. Um, so I'll have a Wing Chun-y Wing Chun, a Wing Chun <laughs> guest. Wing on. guest. <laughs> uh, after the Prodigal Son, we may have another guest on uh, because we are going to do Samurai Cop. Um, Samurai Cop should be a fun one because that's another film I haven't seen, and it's more like Miami Connection than anything else. <laughs> okay. It's going to be a really goofy one. Okay. And then after Samurai Cop, that's on April third, and then after Samurai Cop, I'm not entirely sure. I've I've got a. I'm going to flip a coin between two films. So we're either going to do The Kid with the Golden Arm or we're going to do Broken Path. don't know anything about either of those two. Uh, so kid, kid with the Golden Arm. I cannot give you any input. Uh, kid with the Golden Arm is a Shaw Brothers film with the Venoms in it, the Venom mob. Okay. And Broken Path is a modern film that has two Power Rangers in it. Not literal Power Rangers, two actors from the Power Rangers in it. I can probably tell you what Cyrus's vote will be. Broken Path, 100%. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, what would your vote be from what you've heard? Power Rangers or Venoms? So you're just, so wait. So when you say two Power Rangers, you're talking about from the show. From the show. From the original show. Not from the original show. Oh. I think one of them might be. Johnny Young Bosch might have been in the original. I might go for Broken Path. Broken Path? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's such a good film. It's really good. I'm tempted by it. Okay. My only issue is that I'm not sure our audience, I'm not sure everyone in our audience will have seen it. Um, it they got to see it then. It is free on YouTube though. <laughs> yeah. They got to see it then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the way I've described Broken Path is it is one long fight scene with like 10 minutes of talking in the middle. <laughs> okay. The, the rest of it is just one long fight scene. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's good stuff. Okay, so we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Um, I'll probably put a poll on Instagram to see who wants to do what. If we do Broken Path, we'll then do The Kid with the Golden Arm right after it. So it doesn't really matter uh, what order we do it in. But that's the uh, that's the shows or the upcoming schedule. Do you say schedule or schedule? Schedule. I say schedule. I'm meant yeah. to say it. That's one word that I've forgotten how to say it in my native tongue. Really? Yeah. I now say schedule. It's one of the few. You no, know, like now I'm completely content with saying soda. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. I now say schedule. I've forgotten to say schedule. What do you, what do you, know, what do you say in the UK for soda? You don't say soda. No, we say it by like its name or we'll say pop. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Do, you want, do you want a glass of pop? Got it. Yeah. Okay. Now that me saying pop sounds dumb now. <laughs> Because I'm so used to saying soda. Okay. Yeah. Weird. Well, I've been here long enough. Well, yeah. Soon it'll be 20 years I've been here. Fuck. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Soon, Sooner or later, it'll be 20 years. Maybe in about three years' time, I'll be here for 20 years. Wow. And then shortly after that, I will have been in the US more than I've been in the UK. That wow. scares me, though. Yeah, I'm sure. I think that year, I'll become a citizen. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because... Oh, by the way, everyone, just a little story. Um, I got summoned for jury duty the other day. Mm-hmm. So I got it got it in the mail saying, you know, you've been summoned. And uh, if you're not a citizen, you can get out of uh, jury duty. Spoiler. Only, yeah, only American citizens are allowed to participate in, yeah. uh, as a juror. So to all my resident aliens out there that don't or who aren't a citizen, don't worry about jury duty because you get out of it, which is great. <laughs> I'm very happy. I think I'll become a citizen eventually. I think so. 
It's definitely on the cards. Although, what does it give me? The uh, ability you to vote. To, yeah, you don't have to provide your green card for stuff. For everything, yeah. You could, if we travel out of the country, you don't have to go through customs. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I can become a police officer. If you wanted, yeah. Yeah. I can serve in the military. You could. You could serve um, uh, in the government. Yeah. You could be a politician. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could become president. Can you? Do you have to be bought? No. Yeah. Yeah. I think I can. For president, I don't think so. No? No. You can serve in... I think you can be... Because obviously, like, Arnold... Arnold... Arnold Who? Jesus, why can't Who? I say his name? Who's that? <laughs> Arnold... Arnold Schwarzenegger? Arnold schwarzenegger he was like what was he governor governor of california yeah but i don't think you can do president i think you have to be born here to be president i can become governor of maryland you could become governor of maryland what's a governor do is that like a shogun (laughs) sure no cool no i'll be shogun of maryland (laughs) (laughs) anyway talking bollocks now so we'll go ahead and wrap this up thank you (coughs) jesus you all right Bloody hell. Sorry. Very unprofessional. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Really, really appreciate it. Again, if you have any questions for upcoming episodes, we'd love to get them and we'd love to answer them. Uh, go ahead and DM them to me on Instagram. I'm foo underscore four underscore thought on Instagram. I am now on Twitter tweeting away. <laughs> tweeting away. I'm like a maniac on there. I don't know how you get followers on Twitter. It's really hard. Yeah. I don't know. Really either, hard. To be perfectly no, honest. No one's following me on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I am on Twitter and I am Foo for Thought Pod on Twitter. I mean, I don't. Twitter's not. I think it's low on the totem pole. I think when it comes to social media. No, Twitter's number one. You th- is it? Oh, definitely, definitely. How? Oh, Twitter's top tier. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Yeah, um, even though it's filled with the shittest people, <laughs> uh, just uh, Twitter's a nightmare. It's a horrible, horrible place. <laughs> Um, Instagram's a much nicer place. Instagram is much nicer. Yeah, I prefer Instagram. Me too. Uh, but yeah, I'm on Twitter. Uh, yeah, by all, uh, by all means, send me questions if you want to want to chat to me. Um, I think that's it. Alrighty. Um, I might even end the episode with a little more of eloquence music, Ooh. just as like an outro. So if I'm feeling spicy, <laughs> if you don't hear it in like two seconds, it means I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. So I just looked up most po- uh, popular social media platforms in 2021. Yeah. Twitter is number three. What's them? Oh, so Instagram and what? Facebook? Yep. Facebook? Yep. Fucking hell. Who's still on Facebook? You. You're on Facebook. I mean, I still have a Facebook account, but I don't look at it. I got rid of my Facebook about three years ago. You know, honestly, the only reason why I'm keeping mine yeah. is because I have so many pictures. You know, so many old oh, pictures yeah, on yeah, there yeah. that yeah. I don't want to lose. I will say one thing. The Hong Kong cinema fandom or like uh, Kung Fu cinema fandom is massive on Facebook. Like there are so many groups you can join to mm-hmm. discuss. If right. anyone knows uh, Will at Hong Kong Cinema Appreciation Society, he has an amazing Facebook group that discusses like all types of uh, Hong Kong cinema. Obviously, I'm not on there because I don't have Facebook, but go ahead and join it because it's uh, from all accounts. It's fantastic. So big presence on there, um, but not me, not anymore. <laughs> I was sick of Facebook. <laughs> I mean, understandable. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for listening, everyone, and we will catch you next time.